Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Prophet is Dawn here. And I want to welcome you to another installment of Moa's Ark, where everybody knows this is where God dwells, where Jesus reigns, the Holy Spirit guides, and we live in the agape. Amen. We live in the agape. That's unconditional love over here. <laughs> I got a word on the inside that God has given me to share with you on today. I got something on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Something on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Remember that song, um, uh, Bishop, uh, ooh, can't remember his name, Church of God in Christ. He's seen that song all the time. Oh, what a change in my life. I'm praying that the word that God has given me today will bring forth change in your life. <laughs> oh, my God. Anytime I get before the people of God, I don't want my words to just go and press against the wind. I want my words to bring change in the lives of God's people. We are seeking change. We we want a shift. <laughs> we want a, a shift, a fresh wind, a fresh anointing. We want God to move in a mighty way. But the word that God has given me today um, for his people, and God said it quite clearly to me. And, and when I hear from God, I hear from God. And I heard God say, you are approved. You are approved. <laughs> I hope to not be before you too long today, but I wanted to get this out and I wanted to share it. I've been um, really meditating on the word of God and, and just getting into his presence so that I understand what his desire is for me in this season. I have been preparing for a long time, for a long time. And I shared with some of you all that I believe God was directing me on the path, path of pastoring. And believe it or not, <laughs> I hear from God. It's not an assignment that I ask for. But I am ready to walk in what God has called me to. I know God has called me to the family. God has called me to the family. He's called me to leaders. Uh, so e anyway, I'm not going to go down that path because I want to stick to the assignment of the day. God said, you are approved. You are approved. Many times we suffer through unnecessary rejection and, and uh, insecurities uh, in our lives because we feel that we have to meet the expectations and the standards of, of, of others, right, in order to succeed or in order to be qualified, um, justified uh, in, in what we're attempting to accomplish. But God said today, you are approved. You are approved. And with that approval carries a lot of weight. That approval carries a lot of weight. Uh, I know that for me personally, I am uh, looking to uh, purchase a home and uh, I've been living in the home over the last uh, three years and I am ready to purchase. I had some challenges, you know, with my credit 
and some things that have happened with my finances. Uh, but I'm waiting on that day, <laughs> waiting on that day that they sign or have me sign on the dotted line and they mark and stamp my um, application as approved. And what that does is it approves or opens up the door for me to have ownership, full rule, and full um, uh, authority over the uh, home that I'm trying to purchase. I will no longer have to ask, can I, may I, do you mind? Because I will have ownership and possession of that thing that I was approved for. But in that approval, in the approval that I'm seeking and looking for, it doesn't mean that that authority, that that uh, ability to, to make the decisions come without additional effort. See, a lot of times we think when God say you approve for something, when you get approved for something, that means, okay, well, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm the head person in charge. I'm, I'm in authority. I'm the leader. So <laughs> I don't have to put forth any more work, but that's not how approval works. Sometimes to whom much is given, much is required. So in my quest to uh, have home ownership in the house that I'm in, uh, they're going to approve me for the loan, but I still got to pay it back. <laughs> I still I still have to go to work every day and 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 make enough money to cover the mortgage. But from henceforth and from the day that they stamp approval on, I no longer have to go to the old owner and ask for permission. I can move forward. So let me get into this word. A lot of times uh we seek or desire, you know, just as humans, it's our nature to desire approval from people. Uh, the construct of our society, the way that we have been raised, especially in our Western um, uh, culture, you know, we seek approval. And it's, it's nothing wrong with that. Um, to, to seek that level of approval, but when we don't have the right foundation in Christ, that approval will cause more issues than benefit in our lives. And here's, here's, here's what I mean by that. It is our nature to desire the approval of our parents. Our mother, our father, grandparents, our elders. I'm just going to say our elders. It is, it, is, it is normal or natural to seek the approval of our elders. A lot of times, and especially in our culture, but I can speak specifically to my family, we were raised to walk in obedience. And part of that obedience was to seek the approval of those who have rule and authority over you or who are senior to you or elder to you. So your parents, your, your aunts, your uncles, your grandparents, your even your older or elder siblings. 
And, and that model is consistent with the hierarchy of governance of the kingdom of God, right? So there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we seek the approval of our teachers, our employers, people in our community with prestige and, and with um, power. But if we don't have the right foundational standards and values, then the seeking of that approval becomes a negative and an evil in our lives. And I'll give you an example. Some children seek to please their parents who are outside of the covenant governance and the structure of God. And in seeking that approval, they'll do things that further pushes them in a lifestyle of sin. I've seen it happen so many times. For example, uh, and I'm, I'm just throwing this out here because I'm trying to make it relatable, right? But there are some families who and let me just say it this way so I don't offend somebody who's listening. But with, you know, maybe some of these organized crime families. You just leave it there. And the children that are raised in these families will try to win the approval of their parents by doing things that may be drenched in sin and, and illegal and criminal activity so that they can win the approval of their parents. And in essence, they further perpetuate a cycle of what's the word I'm looking for? Dysfunction. I want dad to see that I'm I'm down with the crew. So I'm going to go out and, you know, I don't know, the goons maybe. And beat somebody down because I know that they dishonored the, the family values. And I'm forever seeking my father's approval by doing those things that are wrong. And it forms a... a, a uh, chasm of manipulation, evil, and destruction that eventually will bring forth death, will cause casualties of life. And, and more specifically, the death may not be a physical death where you go out there and put yourself in harm's way and lose your life, but it could be death to that relationship with the very person that you're trying to get approval from. And the reason is because it's built on an evil foundation. We try to rear our children in such a way, and, and, and when I say we, um, I mean those who are rooted in Christ in such a way that they put God first above 
the relationship that we have with them. You are to seek to please God <laughs> before you seek to please me and this flesh. This flesh that I have may lead you astray sometimes, but if, if you understand the foundational value of seeking approval from God, then it'd be less likely that you will find yourself subject to that level of manipulation to where you're, you're trying to please someone that is not walking And holiness or righteousness and, and eventually that, that type of stuff it, it does not last earlier today I was praying and asking God to restore the family to reconcile uh, these broken relationships because many of these broken relationships occur because we don't put Christ first we don't put God first and we try to do it on our own we try to live our own way and and I'm telling you from the beginning of time it will not work it will not work I don't care who you are I don't care what you've experienced, what you've done, or who you think you are. If you don't put Christ first, you will not succeed in life. And so it's a good thing to want to garner the approval from your loved ones, you know, because God gave us that desire right? That natural desire. But if it is not built on the right foundation, we'll be tested and these relationships will not be sustained. That's why we have a lot of strife in the family now. Because we're so busy seeking approval from man above God. Now let me be clear. We're seeking it above God. And we're willing to uh, sacrifice everything we know to please people who are outside of God. That is not the right foundation. You'll find yourself continuously in, in a cycle of rift and dysfunction. The goal is to secure or find approval in Christ. Find that approval in Christ. Because the only way that you're going to enjoy the approval that you have 
from your mother, your father, your peers, your employers, or anyone else is if God approves you first. And the only way, the absolute only way that we can receive God's approval is through Christ. That's it. There is there is no multiple ways to Jesus. Who oh um we were watching this um concert. It was they, they said it was a, a, a lost concert. It was supposed to be the black Woodstock or African American Woodstock or whatever back in nineteen sixty nine and we were watching it and Reverend Jesse Jackson got up there and he said no matter who your God is, I said, so if it's Allah or whoever you you pray to, uh, no, uh uh. Mm mm. Nope. People need to know the truth. We need to stop playing games. There is only one way. There is only one way. And God is telling us today, He's saying, You approve. You are approved. You are approved in Christ. But for you to to enjoy that approval, you got to know some things. And like I said, it's natural for us to seek approval outside of God, but we cannot put the approval of God subservient or 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 uh, um, inferior to the approval of others. Yes, yes, yes. We want to seek the approval of our parents. We want to seek the approval even even with our children. As a parent, sometimes I want my children to approve certain things, you know, that I'm getting involved in or engaged in. Still, to this day, <laughs> I seek the approval of my mother. Loved ones, the elders in my family, I, you know, I get excited when, 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 they are aligned and and they approve, they applaud, they support what I'm attempting to do. But there has to be a, a good foundation, a healthy foundation and balance in that approval. And any time the approval seeking of others uh, usurps the approval of Jesus Christ or the approval of God, we're out of order. And I say this oftentimes, any corrupt thing, anything that starts out corrupt will eventually die. It's got to die. It's got to die. Now, now that don't mean that it, it, it'll die and never come back, but it's got to die. Some of our, some of our parent to child relationships, just horrible, horrible. Right? Now, I'm not... Yes, I am. <laughs> Some of these parents out here getting high with your kids, letting them go out and be promiscuous. And, and, and look, I'm going to be clear. I was not even close to a good teenager. I was very rebellious and, and even on to uh, my early 20s when I was becoming an adult. But one thing for sure, it was some things I prayed my parents never found out I did. <laughs> and I know for sure 
they weren't going to be sitting up doing them with me. I was talking to my sister, and we were talking about uh, our children, some of the things going on in their lives and some of the standards that we have. And so as I was speaking my mind about what I was seeing, and my sister said, well, wait a minute, what, what about you? <laughs> Did you do the same thing? As a matter of fact, for what I foresee is probably even longer than they're going to do it. And so I had to kind of stop and say, well, wait a minute. Although I did, I don't want to see my children go down that same path. And it is not the standard of let's model mama's life. It's the standard of what does Jesus say? What does God's word say? What does the gospel say? How should we? How ought we? Yes, I, I fell. Ooh, I fell. I fell strong and hard until I figured it out. And it, it, and it was almost like, wow, I can't believe I didn't see this all the time. I was doing what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. But when God shook me, I'm telling you, I was shook. And I said, it stops today. It ends here. But the point that I'm making is that some of the relationships and the bonds that we build, and this is how the enemy manipulates our minds to believe that, it's, that, that this thing is right because it comes through the relationship with our parents. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it clear because I believe it, and I've never changed my mind. We have an obligation, a responsibility to always honor, honor the office, the position, the relationship of our parents, we are always to honor. That means walk in utmost respect, treat them with, with value and, and regard them with authority. But it does not mean to compromise the gospel, compromise your beliefs for the sake of retaining a relationship with a family member or a, especially a parent who is walking outside of the the will and governance of, of God. Doesn't mean that at all. And, and we got common sense. A lot of times I get sick of us because we try to um, act like we are following the, the, the letter of the law as if it is written in black and white and we can't use common sense, discernment, or judgment. Yes, the Bible tells us to honor our mother and our father tells us that, it, and it gives us a promise that if we do that, our days will be extended. It also tells the, the mother and the father, don't, don't, ta don't torment your child. So that, that's, you know, it's some common sense that we got to put behind that. I remember um, years ago, there was a young lady who, she was one of our neighbors. And she was struggling with her relationship with her father. And I've oftentimes shared, you know, the struggle that I've had with my father and our relationship. And I had to share with her 
that as I was maturing, especially maturing in Christ, and I understood that the Bible says, honor thy mother and father. God didn't put a stipulation in saying, your good mother or your good father. He said, honor them. And so as I was encouraging her to honor and sharing with her some of the, the um, experiences that I had where I would not compromise the standards of Christ to uh, appease my father and his belief because so many times I, I felt that he would attack my beliefs or, or try to taunt me in many different ways, but I, I just refused. I wouldn't. I, I didn't even need deliverance in that area. <laughs> it's like, nah, uh-uh, buddy, I will not come. Because God has been so good to me. I thank him. I thank him for the physical manifestation of parents because it allowed me to see in the flesh, to feel in the flesh an extension of who God is and how he loves. I am forever grateful to my parents for giving me that because in my mind, I never would have been able to contemplate that. How can God love us so mm, unconditionally? And he showed me that through my parents, good, bad, or indifferent, flawed, or perfect. He showed it to me. So seeking the approval of even our parents should be done in balance. It should never usurp the approval, the structure, the standards of God. And, 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 and let me be clear. If your mother, your father out there in them streets and, and they hustling and, and selling dope and, and getting high and all of that stuff, uh-uh. No, that's not of God. That's a, that, that's a contamination that you don't need to uh, adopt or allow it to become a part of your life. Sometimes you have to distance yourself. When you are approved in Christ, sometimes you got to separate. Jesus told his own mama, he said, who is my mother? Who is my brother? Who, you know, who is my family? You know, sometimes we have to make those hard decisions when we are approved in Christ. And like I said, the only way to be approved by God is through Christ. There is absolutely nothing, not your personality, not your cute looks, not your funny looking looks. I don't care what it is. Not your best behavior, your worst behavior. Nothing else will gain God's approval except the sacrifice of Christ Jesus to redeem us from sin. If you want to enjoy the approval of God in your life, you have to put him first. Make him a priority. We struggle so often senselessly. Some of the struggles we go through, we don't even have to go through. <laughs> if we just 
put God first. Just put him first. Put him first. You cannot put God first and you out there living any kind of way. I'm sorry, you can't. You can't. People get upset with me all the time because they feel like I'm trying to force or uh, uh, push my beliefs on them. And really, to be honest, I'm not. I, you can live how you want. You can do what you want. That's between you and God. But I cannot not tell you the truth. You cannot listen. And I, and, and I would never, ever, ever cross the line or a boundary with someone that I don't have a rapport or relationship with where I can influence you by the truth. So you, you will never see me going to people, even with this recording or this episode, and say, no, you gotta you gotta listen to her. No, it's it's out here for you to hear. <laughs> you can't unlearn the truth or unhear the facts. But God is saying to you today, He's saying to me, He's saying to us that we are approved. We are approved. We are approved. And even in the spiritual realm, God will allow this approval to manifest itself in the natural because he wants you to get confirmation. God, God is so um, I'm trying to choose my words wisely because God is not dependent upon us for anything. So I don't want to, I was, I was about to say he's so uh, desirous of, but I mean, I, I guess I can say that, but he's ready for us to get on track and get on the right path. And, and, and sometimes that means he, he may have to fast track us to some realities. Some of us are behind where we ought to be. And we know it. We know that we're not in the right place in this season. Just like when we were in school. We go to school the entire year. And we take one quarter to the next, to the next, to the next, to, to, to finalize our um, to, to finalize our knowledge of the topic, to be able to master the knowledge, right? To acquire the knowledge. We go through those four quarters. And a lot of times we get to the third quarter and we know <laughs> we are not where we need to be to successfully complete the course. And so, and, and I don't know about y'all, but when we were in school, they would do things like accelerated, fast track. And, and sometimes it was for the children who were, you know, who have proven themselves to be able to move quicker. But, but other times it was just for those kids that, you know, they said, look, we're not going to let you get stuck. So we're going to put you in an in a accelerated course. And, the, and what they would do is to hone in on the areas or the gaps that you didn't understand 
and they would just focus on that so that you get a better foundation and then fast track you to that next level. And I believe that that is what God is doing with some of us because some of us, especially those who he has placed on the front line to be ambassadors, to be, uh, you know, kingdom uh, sojourners, he's putting us out front. But in order for him to do that, he's got to put us on display. I'm telling you what I know. There are some things that God, we don't even deserve. But he's going to fast track us to it. But I'm telling you that as sure as you are hearing my voice and God is saying that you are approved today, you will not enjoy that approval until you gain a knowledge of your approval in Christ and put God first. And you've got to be in Christ. We got to be like, uh, what's his name? And in uh, Romans 16, Apelles, 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 how do you pronounce his name? He said he was a true and tried veteran in following Christ. He was true and tried. I, I can imagine what that meant. Some of us don't want to be true. Some of us don't want to be tried. When I was growing up, I was so loyal to those that, that were around me. It was, it was almost like we were bred to be loyal. My dad taught us loyalty. And I was even talking to my sister, uh, my oldest sister, and she was talking about how she felt like, you know, she had a job with, <laughs> with the younger ones, you know. She was responsible for protecting us. My dad just raised us that way. But but I was I was one that if 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 I had you, I had you. And I just thought everybody was like that, but I had to learn through life. Everybody ain't like that. But I couldn't change myself uh, you know, until I started maturing and I I started, you know, Producing the same energy I was getting. I'm going to leave it right there. But I used to be, if I love you, I love you. I'm still, you know, that way at the core. But I may not do. <laughs> I may not do what's not reciprocated by others. But I used to be that type. If I'm loyal to you, if I got your back, I don't care what happens. I got you. And that's what... What I think about when when you talk about being tried and true to Christ, we got to show up when he show up. We got to know that we know that we know that in this season, while God has approved us, he's, he's put his, his stamp, his, his seal of approval to say, go forth. Do what I've called you to do in this season, but you can only do it in Christ. Be very careful. Be very careful. I'm telling you, God is going to open up doors, but not for the sake of just opening doors. He's going to bestow blessings, but not for the sake of bestowing blessings. I'm telling you the truth. 
It is to draw others into the kingdom, to turn the heart of man towards God. And in order that he can do that, he's got to fast track many of us into position. It's not, you know, he's he's not going to start drying up some of these um, debts and, 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 and moving us to a place of, of um, financial stability because, you know, we just need material things. It has nothing to do with that. But he needs to have that burden lifted off of his people. But not so that we can just sit up and be fat cats in a house and suck up all the blessing and do none of the work. All right, so I, I said I wasn't going to be long, but apparently I am. But I want to get these points. How can you be in Christ? Because one, I wanted to be very clear about what God is saying. God is saying, you are approved. And in God saying that we are approved, we know that every approval, just because you get the approval doesn't mean that there's no work to be done to maintain that which you have been approved for. Gave the example, I'm looking to get me a new, I mean, not a new house. I'm looking to purchase the home that I'm in. I'm seeking the approval for the mortgage, for the loan, for the amount. But after I get that approval, I will have to do something to maintain what I've obtained. I'm going to have to pay that mortgage every month on time. And I'm declaring and decreeing from the beginning to the end. I won't miss one payment. I remember when I got my, my first house and I moved into the neighborhood and I declared and decreed. I said, God is going to bless me with this house. When I walked in the house, I knew the house was mine. And I went in there and me and... uh. Um, Sister Ann, Evangelist Ann, woman of God, we went in there and we prayed. And God had shown me that house before I moved in there. I had a dream about the house. We went in there. And as we began to pray, I remember my prayer to God. I said, God, take my income to a level that is conducive for this neighborhood. And before I moved into, into that house, I had never made six figures before I moved into that house. And God was faithful and allowed me to increase my income to that which was conducive to that neighborhood. So I said, well, if God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, let me get over here. <laughs> and I moved into my house I'm in now and I prayed a similar prayer and when I tell you they make some money out here but I thank God and I'm grateful and I'm so grateful but I declare from the beginning to the end I won't miss not one payment praying from beginning to the end that everything that God uh, opens for me I won't lose that God will even restore some of the things that the, the years, the canker worm has destroyed. I'm trusting God. I'm trusting God. But it's not for the material. It's so that the burden is lifted. 
so that I can concentrate and focus on what God has called me to do with his people. Being able to come before you and say, ah, God said you're approved. As a mouthpiece, as a vessel, as, a, as an instrument of God to be used by him. And I'm, I'm so grateful to God. I'm so thankful that I never sought to be a prolific preacher, speaker, none of that stuff. I'm, I'm so glad I was not born in the culture of the, of the church. I was an outsider coming in. And I thank God, you know, for, for just the lifestyle that my parents, they were, they were strict. They had standards, rules, regulations, all of that stuff. But we, we were not raised in the church. So I, was, I wasn't moved by a lot of what I saw coming up in the church when I did start going to church. So I've never been one to want to be able to hoop and holler and, and you know, all that. Mm -mm. But one thing for sure that I ask God for is that there's power, power behind the words that I say, not the inflection in my voice, <laughs> not the pitch of my tone, but that there is power, that if God gives me a word for his people, that that word will not just nourish them, will not just empower them or, or encourage them is what I'm trying to say, but it will bring forth power to enact change in their lives. That's all I ask for. My style of teaching is not for everybody, but I'm telling you now, <laughs> if, God, if God sends you a word through me, you better not look at the messenger. You better take heed to the word. And don't be looking for somebody who's going to come and, and, you know, not... Uh, mess up their words or something. I was I was listening to uh Bishop Shear the other day and I'm I'm so happy for what God is doing um through them in the Church of God in Christ and you know I, I won't go in too heavy into my opinion about some of the things that I'm seeing uh in the church and I'm praying because I know God is about to sweep through. So I'm praying that he has mercy on the Church of God in Christ because I got my start there, but there's so many things that I see that I'm like, okay. But anyway, uh, the thought that I had about him is that I thank God that he allows him to not be a, a charismatic type preacher. And he, or he tries, he tries so hard. <laughs> but let me just say, He's, he's not a, a T.D. Jakes or Paul Morton or, you know, some of, some of the others. And I don't say that in a negative way. I say that because he has his own style. He's his own, you know, person. And, you know, but, but I can see and I can tell that there is a, a humbleness there to where he if he ministered a word, it's because he studied that word. If he says something in his teaching, it's because it is he's articulating it the way that he 
received it. I believe that. I really do. And I'm so grateful that he ministers that way. And it reminds me of myself. And it's like, no, I'm not about to try to map another personality into or integrate that into uh, how I deliver the word because it is what it is. It is what it is. And if you listen, if it's for you, I'm telling you, it's going to be a blessing to you. God said that you are approved. Did you hear that? He said you are approved. You are approved in Christ. I shared before, we seek oftentimes all different types of approvals. And it's okay. It's, it's good. It's a good thing. To seek the approval of those who have rule and authority over you. It's, it's good to seek the approval, especially of our parents, our elders, you know, our, our leaders, those who have rule and authority over us in school and things like that. But one thing we got to be conscious of and careful of is that it's got to be under the right foundation or it becomes evil and manipulated. Got to come under the right foundation. It can never usurp the authority of Jesus Christ. And in order for us to enjoy the approval that God has given us, we've got to put him first. We got to put him first. So here's the thing. How can you be in Christ? How can you be in Christ? Because that's the only way we're going to enjoy this approval. Through God's sovereignty, he made us new creatures. What did he say in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17? He said we are new creatures. We are new creatures. What does that mean? That means that the past is the past. That's done with. The corruption of old is, is, is done. It's done. And we got to get so to the point that that we understand that when that old man has been crucified, that flesh must die. That flesh must die because just like I said, any corrupt thing must die. What You don't want to be walking around with death hanging around you. And that's what, that's what our past is. Sometimes we don't want to let that stuff go. We don't want to let that mess go. Okay, so again, we must be calm, new creatures in Christ, and, and, and let go of the old man. Let that old man die. Let, let, let that flesh be crucified, that thing that makes you want to get high, get drunk, or have sex and outside of marriage, and, you know, all of that stuff. Let, let that mess die. Make you want to cuss people out sometimes. Ooh, Jesus. I be like, Lord, your Holy Spirit has got to keep me. And 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 that's the thing. We put a lot of burden on ourselves to become something that we know God is not pleased with. And we need to we need to hand it off to God. We need to give him full reign and full control over 
the old man. Allow the old man to be crucified and not in some fictitious way. As Christians, we, we the best make-believe folk ever in life because we don't trust and believe enough in the Holy Spirit. We think it's some myth because we, we so focus on the external relationships that we have with others and watching their relationship with Christ that we don't develop one ourselves. So we, we, we get fake with it. Well, the Bible say that the old man should should die and be crucified, and we are new, new creatures. So since it say that, then I'm going to pretend like this old flesh ain't still there. No, it's still there. It's still there, and unless you kill it, unless it die, it will continue to manifest itself in your life, and you won't be able to enjoy the approval that God is giving you. He said you approve. He said you approve. What does that come with? That comes with walking in authority. <laughs> like Donnie McCurkin said, walking in, in authority, living without apology. God has given us authority. He never revoked, revoked it. But I ain't going to get into that today. But it's okay to to know that that flesh is there. Some of us, you know, have had inappropriate relationships in our past that created soul ties, and we try to act like it ain't there. We want to sweep it under the rug. And what happens when you sweep dust and dirt under the rug? You just get a bunch of dirty dust, and once it pile up, especially if it's an older, <laughs> you go smell it. And it's going to stink up the place and it's going to dirty up the place and make things worse. Wherein if you just acknowledge, my God, this, this flesh, I know, I'm, I know I'm a new creature. But this flesh, whew, God deliver me. But you got to be truthful, you got to be honest, and you got to be open to God's move and releasing it because some stuff we don't even want to let go for real for real some stuff smoking weed oh it seemed like more distractions all right but anyway so um somebody just came in and interrupted me so i had to stop the recording and get back on here but i want to i want to finish this because it's important it's important to know that god said that we are approved he understands and acknowledges that he gave us a desire to want to have that natural approval from our parents, our elders, people in our community, those around us, our employer, even our teachers, those who have influence over our lives. But he wants us to understand that we have to do it with the right foundation. It cannot be um, uh, seeking their approval over the approval of God. So in other words live up to the standards of God and not allow the standards of others to usurp uh, God's, God's uh, sovereignty, his, his, his righteousness and holiness is what I'm looking for, all right? How do we sustain that approval? How do we enjoy that approval? And that's by finding ourselves in Christ, knowing ourselves in Christ because there's only one way to get God's approval, and that's through Christ. It's not 
by our actions, our motives, anything like that is because of who we are in Christ. The sacrifice that he made, the covenant that he made with our God puts us in an approved state by Christ and by God. And the only way to reap the benefits of that approval is by putting God first. And remember, I said God is about to uh, fast track some of us into uh, position because he needs us in a place, in a space that he can have us as those forerunners, the sojourners, the ones that will lead the way. And this is some of the things that God is about to drop in our lives have nothing to do with us, our own comfort levels or enjoyment. It is simply because God needs to remove some barriers so that we can concentrate and focus on that which God has um, commissioned for us to do in this season of our lives, that, that he has, he's, he's, he's drawing his children back to him preparing us for that great awakening, which, ooh, baby, I'm telling you, I'm so excited. And because of that, God is building platforms that he's allowing us to cross over into. And trust me, many of you who are listening will reap the benefit of that. But how can you be in Christ? How can you be in Christ? It is because we are a new creation in Christ. And we got to let go of the past. We got to allow the past to be done away with because we have to understand that the corruption from our past is irreversible, irreconcilable. We can't hold on to it. It's, it's corrupt. It's like you're not going to hold on to a, a rotten apple or rotten fruit in your pocket just because you loved it once upon a time. You hold on to it long enough, it's going to stink you, stink up the place. So you got to let it go. You got to let go of that old man. Let that old man be crucified. Let that flesh be crucified. We got to find our identity in Christ. We got to identify with Christ in order to experience and maintain his sovereignty to be in Christ. We got to identify. We got to know our identity. For a lot of years as I was growing up, I couldn't I could only identify with my father and being his child through my attitude. <laughs> because I didn't feel like I uh looked like him. So the only thing I, I could maintain as we were growing up, uh, my the part of my how I identified with him was through my attitude, not my looks. It wasn't until I had my youngest son that I began to identify with my father through my looks because I saw my son in my father and I could see my son in me. So I was able to put those two together. But we have to, in order to be in Christ, we got to identify with him. See, Christ identified with our sin and guilt by being crucified. Now, he never sinned. He never was guilty. But the way that he identified with that was he was crucified on our behalf. 
And we have to identify ourselves with Christ by dying to our sin. We have to be buried with him in baptism. And we have to be resurrected and enthroned with Christ in heavenly places. What did uh, Donnie McClurkin live and he loved me? Down in the same. Buried, he carried my sins far away. So we got to we got to die, we got to be buried, and we have to be resurrected through Christ Jesus. How do we maintain or remain in Christ? We have to walk in obedience. Walk in obedience. John 15, 9 through 10. We got to walk in obedience. It's, we're instructed that even in the small things and the great things, we got to walk in obedience. We got to know the difference between what's important and what's not important. Stop being bogged down with things that don't even matter. Because God said you are approved. You are approved. And with that comes justification, responsibility, accountability. We got to follow Christ's patterns. We got to do what Jesus, they used to say, what would Jesus do? We got to put our situations in God's hands. John 5 and 19. We got to understand that there's nothing that we can do ourselves. Nothing that we can do without, do on our own. We have to start in prayer. We got to end in prayer. And prayer has got to be continuous throughout. I don't care what you attempt. Are you looking for the solution? You've been going through the trials and the tribulations and trying to figure out, well, God, how do I get out? This is it. You got you to gotta walk in approval. You got to walk in authority from the approval that God has given you. And how do you do that? You got to stay and maintain in Christ. And don't do more than what God asks of you. We try to go above and beyond. Back to what I was saying about seeking man's approval, seeking approval from people around you. I am, I, I, I label myself as an empath. I'm very empathetic to people. I'm extremely sympathetic and I love, 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 love people. But sometimes I go above and beyond what God has called me to do. And it gets me in trouble every single solitary time. We have to know that what God has given us, the things that he's given us, he is very decisive. God is not making an arbitrary decision to give us something one day that he's going to just abruptly take tomorrow. Or because he, he's on the whim today, he's going to give it. We have to understand that this approval that comes from God, that while it does come with uh, stipulation standards values in which we have to follow it is not an arbitrary decision that God has made that he's just going to revolt at a whim it's not going to happen God is very decisive in what he does 
he didn't make this decision without all consideration <laughs> of all things that could be, would be, should be, and ain't. We have to keep Jesus as the head. He has to be the initiator of all things, everything in our lives. We can't misplace the cross. We can't displace Christ. We have to be prepared to make him the head. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. Jesus Christ must be the head of our lives. I'm telling you what I know, not what. So I'm going to end with this, and then I'm going to go on to prayer. And I've broken this out into three different segments. And I pray that it is a blessing to you. But we have got to begin to walk in the authority that God has given us as approved, as justified, as signed, sealed, and delivered. We've got the seal of God on our lives. We've got the seal of God in our uh, um situation and circumstances and we got to start walking like it people get so confused by us because we act like we are not walking in authority cut that out take some ownership and responsibility for what you are doing to people confusing them out here confusing them walking around like you're timid and subservient and inferior to others no you are kings and and queens You are in high authority. You are approved. You are approved. You are approved. Does that mean go out and, and, and try to use that approval to suck up everything you can get? No. No. But I, I do believe that there is a grace. There is a grace in, in this period, in this season, that God is saying, I'm opening up some doors with purpose. I'm opening up doors with purpose. And if we seek his kingdom, God has got to position us. He's got to put people in place that he can trust. We talked a lot over the last couple of years about the seven mountains. <laughs> that conversation died down. We stopped talking that. But God ain't forgot. He ain't forgot what he said. He needs some people in, in administration and in, in government. Entertainment. He need people in the schools. Influencing our society. He has approved us. He has approved us to walk in authority. Stop Stop being um, the understudy. God's saying, no. Mm -mm. Now, now, does that mean you go and, and plump your head up and, and try to be in the front? No, that's not it. But you are on the front line. And you have to know how to navigate your way through to the success and the conquering that God has um, assigned you. Because there are souls that are waiting on you to lead the way. 
to lead the way. God says you're approved. I pray that you feel approved. I pray that God will continue to manifest this word in your life, that it will be birthed out in the physical realm, in the natural, that you will begin to see God's grace on your life, God's mercy over your life. And I'm telling you, if you don't hear nothing else from me, understand that to whom much is given, much is required. So as God is approving you, and, and, and look, be bold. Go before the throne and say, God, this is what I see. This is, this is um, some deficiencies that I'm struggling with in my life that's prohibiting me and preventing me from being that new creature in Christ. Go to God and say, Lord, I'm, I'm struggling with these burdens in my life. And, 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 and if you lift them, I know that it'll help me to focus on this or focus on that. Because some of us, some of us, the struggles we going through is not because we need to be trained up in certain areas. It's just like, it's, it's a nuisance. It's a nuisance. To have to deal with certain things, but there are some trials and tribulations we got to go through because God is trying to work some things out of us. I'm not talking about that. You, you're not going to get a free pass. He ain't going to fast track you to, to, you know, some of these lessons that you got to marinate in. But it's some stuff that's just like, okay, Lord, come on now. <laughs> no lesson to be learned. The enemy just being a gnat. Go before him. Pour it out. Let him know. Let him know. I desire to have this. There are some of us who desire to be married, desire to have a companion. God, he understands that. <laughs> he understands that. He created us for that very reason, because he wanted companionship. I was listening to the, the lady, uh, Tabitha Brown, telling uh, the girl, uh, the lady, uh, Wendy Williams, I hope love finds you. God wants us to have love. He wants us to have love. Just tell him. Tell him. Uh, God, Prophetess Dawn said, you said that I am approved. And Prophetess Dawn said, you said in order for me to enjoy that approval, I got to be in Christ. I got to walk in Christ. I got to walk in my authority and I got to put you first. Lord God, being single and being lonely is a deterrent. It's a distraction. It is causing me to lose focus on the priority that you want me to focus on in this season of my life. Send my husband. Send my wife. I'm telling you, God will respond. <laughs> God will respond to all of our needs. He knows what we need. He is intimately involved. He cares about what we care about. He's sensitive to the things that we are sensitive to. God is not hardened towards us. His heart is not hardened towards us. And God will be responsive, I'm telling you. God, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm struggling on the job. I'm under attack. Every time I turn around, I'm under attack. God has started moving some folk, I'm telling you. 
because it's, it's, it's nothing in it for you. The enemy just coming in like a flood. And God said, I'm about to raise a standard. He's going to have to answer to that standard. And guess what? He never, ever, ever can sufficiently answer. So God about to wipe them out, take them out. God, I'm struggling. I, 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 I try to stop smoking this weed. I try to stop vaping. I call them EpiPens. I don't want to do it. I need you to lift it. I keep praying that you lift it. But then every three, four months, I go back to it. Sick of being out here, being promiscuous, having sex, doing these things. God, I need your help. Because for me to uh, enjoy this approval and the platform that you have built for me to draw others towards you, I got to remove these things. Help me lead the way. God may instruct some of y'all that's struggling with, with uh, some of these um, addictions. He may instruct you step by step. Day by day, moment by moment, you have to rely on and depend on God to keep out of it. And the only way you know that you survived and been delivered is that you're able to look back on it versus while you're going through. Sometimes you just got to hear God. You got to take one step. And while you're taking that step, he's going to lay the pavement under your feet. I promise you. I promise you. Some some things ain't going to feel like you think they ought to feel. Some deliverance ain't going to look the way you think it ought to look. Some, some things we got to walk out until the day we die just simply because of the disobedience. I'm telling you, there are some people and some and even in my own life, even in my own life, there are some things that until the day I die, I'm going to have to rely on God to to fix my posture in, in, in a position that I can receive deliverance continuously because I just wouldn't listen. I wouldn't listen. And some folks, you know, I say, look, don't go down that path because when you do, the enemy going to grab hold and he ain't going to let go. And you, you're going to have to depend on God every day to keep you out of it. And in other areas, God will deliver you just like that. You would look back and it would be like you never experienced it before. But there are some things. You, we just got to be real. We got to stop being fake and phony about stuff. Because then you have people walking around here practicing uh, crazy until they perfect it. Until they perfect it. Walking around here acting like you're not dealing with or struggling with some of the things. Especially... You know, around anger. The Bible says be angry, but sin not. And some folks just stuck on the first part. The Bible says be angry so I can be angry. Be careful. Be careful with that anger. I'm telling you that about a week ago, God pressed upon my heart and it was so heavy. It was so real. I mean, to the point that I felt emotionally sad about anger. I'm, he, he said, he said, warn the people. And warn yourself, pursue the path of peace. Don't get caught up in your emotions. Don't get caught up in your anger because there is a spirit of death 
a homicidal demon that is trying to uh, um, infuse himself. That personality, because remember, demons are personality, infuse that personality into our souls so that we have a cold and callousness about ourselves that we don't even think about harming a family member, a loved one. And next thing you know, get into an argument or some little light, little fight, and somebody's life is taken. And then you go into jail for the rest of your life. Or somebody has to defend themselves and take your life. And now, because you had not repented, you're going straight to hell. I'm telling you, we better take off the veil. Stop trying to be cute. Stop trying to be uh, politically correct or, or churchly correct. What's the word for it? <laughs> we got to come up with the right word because church folk worse than the politics. All right. So I'm rambling now, and, and my family has been in and out of this room a couple of times, and, and they ain't going to let me get no more out. But if you have received anything from me, I want you to receive that you are approved in Christ. You are approved in Christ. Trust God. Depend on God. Hand it over to God. Know that we have to do our part. We can't do more than what God has instructed us to do. All right. I love you. I pray that this was a blessing to you. And I'm praying that I can continue to come on and encourage your hearts. Amen. Love you much. Bye-bye. And don't forget to, to pray with me. I'm, I've got some prayer points, some spiritual prayer points that I want to pray. So I'm going to do that as a separate um podcast and then the one that I did before so listen to them all all right love you bye-bye